We hope you enjoy this message from Expression Church of Huntington. So the children of Israel went to Egypt for 400 plus years. And as the children of Israel were in Egypt, they were in bondage. They didn't know any different. There was such 10 plus generations of just being passed down from generation to generation of times that were just hard to the point where they become so culturized with the Egyptian ways that they had heard about all the stories that happened prior to their uh, ancestors being put in Egypt. They heard about all the wonderful things that happened with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but they were only stories that they heard about. They'd lost lots of years of you know, experiences and all they had was the memories and the stories that were passed down. And you all know how that works. As stories get passed down from generation to generation, you add a little bit and you lose a little bit, right? So here they were experiencing all this, this bondage and God raises up a man, meets a man on, 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 in Mount Oreb. There was a bush up there, a guy by the name of Moses that was minding his own business. Things were just, you know, kind of going about his own life. And all of a sudden he hears this bush, he hears the voice coming out of a burning bush. He looks behind him, he sees a bush that's burning but not being consumed. And he gets a little closer and God speaks to him out of this bush and he has this encounter with God on Mount Orb, which we also know as Mount Sinai. He has this encounter. So God tells him, look, here's your call. Here's, you're minding your own business, but here's what God says. There is a situation that's in Egypt and there are millions of my people that have been crying out to me for decades, for generations, for years. And I want you to be the one to go lead my people out of the bondage that they're in. They're gonna, it's, it, for 400 plus years they've been there. Moses, you're the guy. I'm going to go with you. And I'm paraphrasing all this and condensing all this, but I'm gonna be with you. I'm going to go with you to lead those people out of bondage. You're going to revolutionize their life. Moses, they do not have a frame of reference of what freedom looks like. They think they do, but they've learned to manage inside of their oppression, inside their bondage, that they think they're in freedom at times, but they really aren't in freedom. So you're gonna to have to introduce to them a brand new concept, a definition, of what freedom looks like. They're not gonna understand it initially, but they're gonna be so fed up with their current conditions that they're ready to come out. Moses says, God, I am not your guy. I, I can't even already speak. I stutter. I've got all this past in my, my background. It's not gonna be, the, I can't be the guy. God says, Moses, I'm calling you because I just need a person that's a vessel. I, it really isn't your credentials that makes you, me, me wanna use you. It's the fact that I'm calling you because I've chose you. There is, there's, it's not your goodness or your badness, Moses, that's making me do this. It's just because it's my will. Isn't it good to know that God just calls you sometimes because he wants to? Isn't it good that you're so unique to God that he doesn't look, you don't have to provide a resume to him to see what you're qualified or not qualified for? Isn't it good that you don't have to check some boxes on your application to God? Right? Some boxes that you say, well, I really don't want him to know, I don't want my employer to know that one. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So I'll skip that one, hope they never ask. But God knows your resume because he was there when, he, when you helped create it. So he calls Moses to go. Moses, he says, go. Moses decides, okay, I can't get out of this. God had an encounter with Moses, a face-to-face -face encounter with Moses through a bush. 
Moses, God says, let's go. Moses goes to Israel or to Egypt. He goes to Pharaoh, says to Pharaoh straight up, I'm here sent by God. You've got millions of God's children of Israelites here. They're Hebrews. They have been in this bondage for decades and decades and decades and years and centuries. And it's time for them to come out. Pharaoh says, okay, it's time to let them go. Well, that wasn't going to be that easy. So Moses, as he goes through the journey over the next several years, bringing them out of Egypt, he finally gets them to cross the Red Sea. He finally gets them to go to the place where they're in the wilderness. And now they're journeying into the place that's supposed to be flowing with milk and honey, a land that's just free. So he brought them out of bondage that they had learned to manage for years, their lives in the chaos that it was in. They're in the wilderness, so they're not where they're supposed to be yet, but they're not where they once were. So they left the security of the chaos. How many of you know sometimes it's easy to manage chaos? And we get, sometimes our life gets so chaotic and dysfunctional that we know how to manage it so well. Can I break it down for you? You know how to beat the, de- the, 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 the deadline on the due dates on your utilities. You know paycheck to paycheck how it's supposed to work. You know how you can get, push this kid so far without pushing him over the edge, right? Things aren't all the way you want them to be, but you learn to manage within that situation. Not freedom, but it's manageable. So they come over here to w- the wilderness, which was a whole new frame of reference for them. They did not know how to live outside of the Egyptian rules. And they were screaming for rules. They looked at Moses and said, we gotta have something Come on, we, you, you, you brought us out of the place so at least we could manage functional. See, when you're in the world system and you know how to beat things and work things, you get yourself saved, you start coming out of religion, and now you're over here between the land of freedom and rules. And you know you don't have to follow all the rules because God's a God of grace and mercy. So you say, well, I don't have to follow all the rules. But in your heart, you're going, I gotta have something to show me how to live. You know what I'm talking about? You come out of religion, you come out of the world, and now you're over here, and you go, I know I gotta live a little differently. But you don't know what that looks like. How do you live in a place of freedom without binding yourself up to more stuff that's not healthy for you? How do you, how do you come out of the world, but still yet, you have to minister to the world? How do you get saved working in a business, working around people that are heathen and are not not saved, and you still gotta work with them, and you can't let your guard down because when they see you acting like they do, you lose your influence. Right? Your kids are watching every move of you, and if your kids got up here and told you a real testimony how it is at home, you'd grab the microphone from them real fast. Right? I'm not, (laughs) one kid told me one time, he said, my, my dad is a potty mouth. And I said, well, tell me about that. His dad jumps right in the middle and says, no, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about him. I said, well, come on, come over here and we'll talk about that. I said, Wait, what's a potty mouth anyway? And he starts still telling me his dad is just dying. And I, to me, I don't, it's your life, you know? I'm not gonna con- condemn you. You go to hell if you want to. No, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. I'm teasing, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I, t- I just retract that, retract that. I'm just kidding. Anyway, back to Moses. So Moses brings the children out. They're screaming for rules. They're screaming for some sort of boundaries. Give me something to hang on to. 
So through a series of events, you all know this and through Exodus, Moses hears the voice of God and says, come up, come up to Mount Sinai. I wanna talk to you, Moses. Moses comes up to Mount Sinai. Why Mount Sinai? Because it was a place of familiarity, because it was the same place that Moses had the encounter of the burning bush. You can never lead other people beyond the place of your encounter you have with the Lord. You cannot lead them beyond your own encounter. If you have not had an encounter with God, you're not gonna influence your family to have an encounter with God. If you have not had an encounter with God, your employees are not gonna be able to go beyond your encounter with God. God always takes you right to that place. Moses gets back to Mount Sinai. God's speaking to him, gives him the words. Because all the guys said at the bottom of the hill of the Israelites, they said, Moses, we don't wanna go with you. You go, we're afraid. We don't wanna talk to God face to face. It's easier for us to stay here and we'll just take your word for it. How many of you know people like to know what you think about God rather than them getting their own revelation? You can't live by somebody else's revelation of God. You can only live by your own revelation of God. God does not desire for you to get secondhand information about him. It's good to have the testimony, but the testimony should lead into your testimony. And your testimony is your own revelation of God. And you should be able to say these words to somebody in your life, your family, your friends, somebody. You should be able to say, you don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. You don't know what he's done. You don't remember when I didn't have the job and God came through. You don't know when I couldn't pay that and God came through. You don't know when the kids were falling apart, my family was losing everything and God came through. You don't know what it's like when my back was against the wall physically and I didn't think I was gonna make it and God, you don't know like I know. If you can't say that or you haven't said that, it's time for you to trumpet your testimony because that is your revelation of him. And your revelation of him will trump the revelation of somebody else's to you about him because you don't know like I know. It didn't turn out like I thought it would, but it turned out just like I needed it to. I can't explain it every way, but I can tell you one thing, I'm better today because of it. I might be still on my journey to recover from it, but I'm not stopping here. I'm keeping on going. And every step of my journey of recovery through it, restoration from it, every step of the way, I begin to see things I've never seen before. And God has been with me every step of the way. Because he promised me he'd never leave me or forsake me. If you've never said that scripture in reality in your life, oh, you're missing an opportunity. Because there's times in your life when you're going, God, where are you? And you have to remind yourself when you don't see him, feel him, sense him, or even trust sometimes that he's there. You have to dig down deep in the anchor of your soul and say, God, a scripture says you'd never leave me or forsake me. And something holds on to you and grabs it deep inside of you and pulls it out and begins to talk back to you and say, I told you I'd never leave you. I told you I'd never forsake you. I'm not gonna let you go even if you run. There's times when I have been so rebellious in my early days that I would run so far and as far as I could run away, I realized God was already there waiting on me. And it wasn't just a detour, it was a rebellious turnaround. And I didn't have a choice to repent. I ran out of places to go, I had no other way to go. I had to go the other way. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You've been there in your own life and you've created such a mess of things or you, you're, 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 things are just maybe outside of your circumstance or control. You don't, you didn't, maybe you didn't create it, but you found yourself in it and you're going, God, what do I do now? 
and you're thinking, this has got to get better. This has got to change. This has got, and your prayer life turns out to be, God, will you fix this for me? Will you fix that for me? And sometimes you got to just come to the end of yourself and say, God, whether you fix it or you don't, I just got to have you in my life. I just can't live the pressure. I can't carry this thing anymore. I just got to give it to you. And Lord, I'm, I don't mean I'm just throwing up my hands, but I'm Lord, I'm just throwing up my hands. I don't know what else. It's too heavy for me to carry. That's what Moses was going through with the children of Israel. They had been beckoning him, coming to him saying, Moses, we got to have something to live by here, brother. You brought us out of that place when at least we could manage our lives over there. And now we're coming over here to this new place and it's not what you promised yet. And I've got to have some, I've got to have some boundaries. You got to tell me. So you go up and talk to God and you hear God for me. Ain't nobody going to hear God for you like you hear God for you. Right? I'm not knocking any other denomination or any other type of religion, but you don't have to go to the priest for him to talk to God to tell you what God said, because you are a priest unto God. Our belief is you're the priesthood of all believers. If you're in Christ, guess what? You're a new creature. Guess what? You're a priest in your home, you're a priest of your life. And God will speak to you about you just as much as he speaks to somebody else about you. I get weary and leery and worried about prophet, prophetic people coming up and giving me words sometimes. Come up and say, hey, and it has no bear, no witness with me at all. If, if God is gonna give a word to you from somebody else, it better bear witness with your heart. You hear me? I've seen people go crazy. I've seen people get married from a word from somebody else that said you two are supposed to get married. And they got married and it was the worst five years of their life. Because somebody over here had that much influence in their life. We ain't raising up people that we don't want robots. No, 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 no. You're gonna hear God for yourself and when God speaks to you through somebody else, it should bear witness with you in your heart. It should bring comfort and edification to you and building up of your life. Good? So when they said Moses go, Moses went. Moses comes back down. When Moses comes back down the hill, he tells him, here's the words. A few, few, few months or maybe even a couple of years later, they're still on their journey because it was a 40 year journey. They come back and Moses goes, God beckons Moses to come back up. Moses comes back up on the mountain, that same place that he had that encounter. When he opened up his Bible to God and said, God, this is what your word says. No, he didn't have that. All he had was an encounter with God. There was no Bible written during that day. He goes back up and he says, God, what do you need? God says, I'm gonna hew out of a rock, two tables of stone. I'm gonna write 10 commandments. I need you to go down there and tell them exactly these 10 commandments of how to live. God says, I'll hew out of the rock. So God, okay, this is great. God himself hewed out of the rock. God himself wrote on the 10 commandments. And guess what happened? Moses is gone 40 days getting those 10 commandments and the tabernacle plan, the architecture from heaven on building this place that God was gonna dwell with his people. Moses comes down after 40 days. Moses has got this rod in his hand or this, this tablet stone in his hand. And he says, what in the world is happening here? He sees Aaron, the guy that he left in charge. Aaron, now because Moses was gone so long and he was absent, they didn't know what happened to him. They took all the golden images. They took all the earrings and all the jewelry the women did and threw them and burned them and made golden images and a big statue. 
And all the children of Israel came and began, Moses come down, he was holding these two tablets of stone and they were dancing naked around this big image. And Moses was so heartbroken and hurt, after 40 days he took the tables, two tables of stone and he slammed them to the ground and he broke them and he stops them and he turns over the tables of stone, the image that they had made it. And he, he said, what are you doing? You're creating all this for yourself. I've been gone 40 days getting instruction from God. And you start becoming your own and you create your own God. The people said, man, and they repented, they repented, they didn't know what to do. And Moses was so heartbroken, he goes back to God. God brings him back up on the mountain the third time. And the third time, here's what he did, chapter 34. And the Lord said to Moses, this time you're gonna hew the two tables of stone, like unto the first. God said, I'll write these, these tables, the words that were on these first tables, which you broke. Verse two, and be ready in the morning and come up in the morning unto the Mount, Mount Sinai and present thyself therein to me in the top of the mountain. And no man shall come up with you. Neither let any man be seen throughout all the mountain, neither let the flocks nor the herds feed before the mountain. And he hewed two tables of stone like unto the first. And Moses rose up early in the morning and went up on top of the mountain, Mount Sinai. As the Lord had commanded, he took the two in his hand. And the Lord descended, listen to this, in the cloud and stood with him and said, and proclaimed, before I read this, I wanna show you what happened. Moses takes these, these he who's out of a rock, two tables of stone again. He'd been, he had done this before. And God said to him this, Moses, we're gonna do this again. Because what the last time it happened, when you came off the mountain, you got so mesmerized by what you saw you forgot what I said. Moses, the circumstances that you've seen around you superseded the word that I just gave you for 40 days. I just told you who I was. And you come down and you got so caught up in what you saw that you forgot everything that I've told you. So you dropped it. But Moses, but you, you dropped. some of us in here, some of us, God has told you some stuff in your life. God has given you some words in your life. You've had some promises in your life. Oh, but circumstances are glaring at you. The report that you got from the doctor is bigger than what you just know he said. The, 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 the financial situation has gone south, but you forgot what he said. Your health, your relationships, I don't know what it is, but sometimes we as Christians that spend time with God, like Moses did, sometimes our circumstances have the bigger picture and it eclipses and drowns out every promise that God has given us. So if we forget that he's with us always, we forget that he said he'd never leave you or forsake you. We forget that he said, I'll never let you go. He never, we forget that he said, I want you to prosper. I want you to be in health. I, I, I'll, I'll bring you to the end. I'll pick you up when you're down. I'll set you on a high rock and, and, I'll, and I'll erase all your sins. I'll forgive you. I'll give you mercy. I'll give you grace. I'll give you love. And we're going, God. And all of a sudden our circumstances around us say, it doesn't line up. And just like Moses, we do the same stuff. We drop 
what he told us to do. We drop the promises that he's given us because the circumstances become so overwhelming in life. You forget that he said he'd restore your life because it just got worse yesterday. You said you forgot that he would bring you joy and happiness and peace and he just left you for no apparent reason. So you drop the purpose, the plan, the mobility, the zeal, the passion. We drop it because what we see around us becomes more real than what he said. But God in his grace and his mercy and his love and his compassion looks at you and he looks at me. He says, I know your humanity. I know your frailty. I know your weakness. I know you can't sustain. I know you're not consistent. I know you try, you start, but you don't always finish on time. I know, I know. I know when you get up and I know when you get down. I know your strengths. I know your weaknesses. But let me do something for you, Moses. This third time that I bring you up here, I'm gonna give it to you again. Because the calling on your life, Moses, is without repentance. I won't change my mind. I'm not gonna change my mind because you sometimes come up short. I'm not gonna change my mind on your life sometimes even though you fall to the ground. Even though you mess up, even though you screw it up on your own, so even time you try to take matters into your own hands, even though you get ahead of yourself, sometimes you're a little slow, sometimes you procrastinate, sometimes you get ahead. Because you do all that, I'm still gonna hew this rock one more time. But Moses, this time I have to remind you of something. You dropped it. I'm not gonna tell you all the things you did wrong. I'm not gonna point out all your flaws. Moses, what you need is a reassurance of who I am. See, sometimes when your circumstances are really eclipsing the promises of God and you become paralyzed or immobile and not moving forward because you're just, something's just not right and you're feeling weak, you're decrepit, your things are falling apart, you feel depressed, or all that stuff starts filling you and all of a sudden you go, God, listen, when you don't have the strength to get yourself up, God will get you up. When you don't have the energy to muster up a prayer, God will muster up a prayer. When you don't even know where to turn, God is already leading the way. When you don't even know how you're gonna get through it, God is already moving past it. He is faithful, he is true, he's righteous. He's loving, he's kind, he's merciful, he's graceful. He will never forget you, he will never leave you. He'll never lead you in the path of unrighteousness. He only leads you in the path of righteousness. You can trust him when you can't see him. You can trust him when you don't know where he's even there. You can trust him. You can trust him when things are falling apart. You can trust him when things are going well. So he looks at Moses, he says, Moses, Here we go. And the Lord passed by before Moses and proclaimed, Moses, I'm gonna give you a reassurance. Not that you dropped the rocks, not that you broke the commandments, not that they were building the graven image and running around it, none of that. I'm not pointing out any of your flaws, Moses. Let me remind you who I am. I proclaim the Lord. The Lord God is merciful and gracious and long-suffering and abundant in goodness and in truth. 
keeping mercy for thousands, for, listen, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. And that will be no means to clear the guilty. No, no, no. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, upon the children's children until the third and fourth generation. And I'm thinking, my God, if I'm Moses, I'm going, I mean, it's going to carry on down. And Moses made haste and bowed his head toward God in worship. Watch this. And he said, I now have found grace. If I found grace in thy sight, O Lord, I pray thee, go among us, for it is a stiff-necked people, and pardon our iniquity and our sin, and take us for thine inheritance. And he, and now he, and he said, behold, I make a covenant before all my people. I will do marvelous, I will do marvels such as have not been done in all the earth, nor in any nation. And this guy, think about it, and God has already brought quail, he's brought manna, he's brought locusts, he's brought flies, he's parted the Red Sea, he's done miracle after miracle, and he's looking at Moses saying, you have just messed up three times. And I'm still a God of long suffering. I'm still a God of mercy. I'm still a God of grace. I will forgive your iniquities. I will forgive your sin. I will take care of all those. And Moses says, God, if I found grace in your sight, let us be your people. Take all of a, a stiff-necked group of people. And, and, and God looks back at him and says, I'm gonna do stuff, Moses, you don't even have frame of reference up. There's not even a record of, greater than you've ever experienced in the last 40 years in this wilderness. That's what God said. Because I'll not leave you or forsake you. Now there's many people in here today. He reminded Moses of who he was. He did not remind Moses of Moses' weaknesses. When sometimes what we do is when we're in a down place and things are just not moving like we think they should. See, it's almost like this in the country. Because when we have all these things that are happening across the country, our natural tendency is to begin to point out all of our weaknesses, our problems, our, our, our issues. And they do need to be identified and attended to. But they have to be in the order of which this works. The first thing America needs, the first thing Huntington needs, the first thing I need, you need, your house needs, is we need a reassurance and a refresher course on who God is. That's why I had to do the tithe this morning. We can't live under the, 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 the pressures of, of, of the law of trying to measure up to something that we can't measure up to. But we can't let us off the hook thinking anything goes because what we'll do is, like the next couple of verses says, we'll chase after the world and our children start, it says it, start whoring with the world. We'll lose a generation of people getting sucked up in the world system our children's children sucked up in the world system because we just let anything, no, we have to have a proper assessment and a proper evaluation. And the first thing we have to do to get back in order in this country and in our lives and in your life and mine is who is God. He'll never leave you and he'll never forsake you.